1: and Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. We got a little bit to get through here. Let's try to get this one up to 600 likes. Larson, what's in the news?
2: So a couple days ago, uh, we reported on WrestleVote reporting uh, about potentially more releases forthcoming because apparently WWE is like Oprah with uh, gifts on her show. You get a release, you get a release, you get a release, you get a release. And it sounds like Votes was right because today WWE announced that uh, uh, they have come to terms on the release of Curtis Axel. Mm,
1: yeah. Following the news of Axel's release, though, Tom Callahu echoed WrestleVote saying, quote, WWE sources confirmed that any current superstars requesting releases will be granted them. We're likely to see a couple of additional names pop up. And he adds, there are definitely some names that WWE would not let go under any, any under any circumstances. To clarify, obviously, if Seth like Rollins, Seth Rolls, like, is, yeah, <laughs> we both go to Seth Rollins. Like he's the least likely person. Yeah, he's to probably ask at the bottom it. of the list of people who was going to ask for release. I <laughs> think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, obviously, they want to they want to protect their interests. So, uh, so yeah, but. Uh, I mean look, if Curtis Axel wanted this, uh that you know, that's good for him. If he didn't want this, this is kinda sad for him. Regardless, his time with the WWE has been one major misfire, I kind of feel. Talk about the one person who was uh affected probably most by the Hulk Hogan debacle
0: because yeah. him
1: and Sandow at the time
2: were doing like the mega powers gimmick. Yeah, WrestleMania and uh and uh matcha Macho, Macho Man. Yeah, is that what it was?
1: Something like that. uh So yeah, like they, they were, they were getting over, man. They were really getting yeah, over. No. And, but then when the Hulk, you know, when the Hulk thing happened, they just completely. They didn't even. I don't even think they tried to like rebrand them or repackage them somehow. They just
2: dropped it. They dropped it, and then eventually the B team was formed. Yeah, and they even they the were titles. starting to get over yeah they won the tag titles that's with right. their terrible theme song yeah um i wasn't aware of this till today after following the news re- his release read that uh curtis axel apparently was involved in training the rock to get him back in ring shape in 2013 the same with brock lesnar when he made his return nice, so that's something yeah. else apparently he was he was a good hand you know yeah. uh, uh backstage yeah. um so you know whether this was a a, a release that he welcomed or not Um, Hopefully, this means that, uh, you know, we've we've been reading uh, a lot of interviews with the people who were released a couple weeks back. And the vast majority of them are speaking about how uh, they lost their fire uh, to pro-wrestle while in WWE. And from Heath Slater to to basically everybody else who's who's made media appearances since then, they're all saying this is an opportunity uh, to rekindle that fire they had for the love of professional wrestling and go out there and prove what they, what they can do. Granted right now, circumstances are such that they can't necessarily do that immediately, but once some semblance of normalcy returns, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, a great many of these talents and shows large and small um, uh, apply their trade and rekindle that love for pro wrestling that, that, that led them to pursue this uh, line of business in the first place. You know, it could be a terrific, a terrific sort of reboot
1: for him go to New Japan when they get started again as because his, his real name is Joe hennig right yeah go to New Japan as Joe hennig you know make a splash there really I mean look if anybody if anybody really has the you know the ability and the potential to trade I know they try to kind of do this but to trade on his father's name um as being you know or like a a, a, a Mr perfect jr Kurt Hennig Jr but mm-hmm. just as or Joe hennig um, I mean, he's the guy to do it. He's got, you know, he's got his dad's kind of look. Um, and he's yeah, if if he has, you know, some really good wrestling chops, which unfortunately we haven't been exposed to because they just have never given him the opportunity. But I'm sure he's the kind of guy. He seems like he'd be the kind of guy who's got all sorts of talents that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, take it to New Japan. Uh, take it, as they say, around the world um, mm-hmm. and show everybody what he's made of. And yep. then
2: uh, and then, you know, go to AEW. <laughs> I mean, he's thirty he's forty. He's forty years old. He's I didn't realize he was six three. He's got good size. 6'3", 228. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I have no idea. I mean they they had they had Heyman with them for a second, and uh, he quickly, I mean, they never really I think tapped they never really found much focus for him. There was it was like a period of time when it was like over a couple of years when they were doing, he did the McGillicuddy thing. Then he did the Hennig thing. And then what do they do when they don't know what to do with you? Sometimes they just turn you into a comedy act. That's like yeah. half these people just ended up being comedy acts. Um, so, you know, and the thing is with, as a comedy guy, he was great. He had like mm-hmm. really terrific comic timing, but it's like the level of comic timing he had. I feel like he could also do the dramatic thing too. And that always gets you like further up the line. Yeah. Um, if you could be taken as legitimate, so you know, I could see, I could see him, you know, I could, I could see him doing some good stuff out there without the WWE.
2: Yeah, same, same. He's he's a talented dude. Uh, once wrestling starts again, uh, I'm sure he'll have no problem finding a place to land and ply his trade, and hopefully do great things.
1: Speaking of wrestling starting again, that could happen sooner than you'd think, Larson, uh, because Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, shared some more thoughts about the state's relationship with WWE and when they may reopen shows to fans in a recent press conference uh, this past Wednesday. Now, Fightful has the transcripts here, uh, and he's talking about maybe as early as June, Larson. Yeah, this
2: is crazy. This is what he had to say. I'd like to to get to a point. I'm not saying we're going to get to it in May, but I've helped recruit. I wanted wrestling to be filmed in Orlando. I'd like them to do WrestleMania. It's already happened wrong. Uh, they were going to do WrestleMania in April. That was hundreds of millions of dollars. I want to keep that good relationship. I want to invest in Florida. We got UFC to come to Jacksonville. There's not going to be any fans, but I think that's going to be be a good event for people. I work with Phil Mickelson. on making sure they have what they need for the Tiger Woods match. There's going to be a lot of good stuff going on, but I don't think we're probably ready to have fans. I do think if the trends are good, as you get into June, July, I think there is a window to have some fans. You're not going to have everyone packed in but in 90 degree weather if you're out there and someone's 10 feet away from you and you want to watch a ball game or something you may be able to do that so this is something that we're just going to have to do we're going to be driven by facts driven by data but i think that major league baseball coming back i'm hearing this i think that's going to be exciting for a lot of people there's going to be a lot of possibilities golden
1: tickets it's going to be golden tickets Everybody staying 10 feet away from each other and uh, watch some wrestling or something. I don't know.
2: This is a, this is an incredibly optimistic viewpoint.
1: Yeah, it is. But also, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about like drugs that they're whipping out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, but get, but you know, it's, it's, then you you got to you know these companies got to produce it at a scale that's necessary to actually treat the number of people who are probably going to be infected if we start doing uh, gatherings again.
1: Yeah, I know, but I, I think that the uh, the 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 gatherings are a lot closer than eighteen months till we get a vaccine. Is is I think
2: my point. June yeah, probably, doesn't seem June is, is terribly is
1: likely. No, that's not like a month for a wrestling, anyways.
2: I mean, if he's talking strictly outdoor events, and you're gonna actually be able to enforce some level of social distancing, um, six ten feet apart, like for every fan. If they're willing, I guess, if they're willing to invest that uh, amount of dedication and planning into putting on these events and their outdoor events,
1: yeah. But here's the thing, man how many people can you really fit in when everybody has to stand six feet to ten feet away from each other? So, I don't know, I know everybody wants stuff to open up sooner than later.
2: But that just doesn't seem very realistic. It doesn't seem realistic or plausible in any sense because if people are going to get, be given the green light to hold events, uh, they want to cram as many people in po- as possible as they can in their venues because that means more money for them.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing is that if you know, yeah, it it just it it doesn't make a lot of sense. But they're gonna do they're gonna do what they're gonna do like <laughs> they seemingly no. Know- they're gonna do what they're gonna do, man. Yeah. Anyways, people, Speaking of people who are, because here's the thing, man. I don't, I don't have any answers. You don't have any answers. We don't know when, when things are gonna get back to it. You know, I mean, they're talking about. They're. To, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Have you been keeping up on the, uh, the schools reopening, uh, like or do, starting the new school year early, mm-hmm. uh, here in California? I mean, I, I honestly thought they'd probably wait till January and do the first semester of, of the next school year from home. But evidently, yeah. they're saying no. We're probably going to go back in like July or August, yeah, potentially, um, to July, make up yeah. for that extra time. So,
2: I mean, yeah, got... no, I've i I read up on uh, on Newsom's what six point plan, the criteria that's required to reach those that are. This is like three phases actually, three it's, phases. It's of, four of phases reopening, altogether. Four phases of reopening. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I read up on that, and I was actually pretty surprised when mm. July or August was mentioned as potentially a time to reopen school, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but but he's always said that, that, you know, everything that he's um, doing is based on science and data, essentially. Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, so and I mean, that's the thing is that, like, you know, we've heard a lot of like, okay, well, the vaccine's not coming until this date, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Newsom has been doing a really good job here in California. If he says schools start back up in July or August, I mean, they they're talking about an early start. And like the start of school is usually late, uh, late August, early September. And so if they're talking about uh, usually you know,
2: it's like usually it's mid August. At least it is it has been um, in, since my kids have been going to school. Okay, usually, okay. So by a couple August. weeks.
1: Um, which means I mean if they're gonna get an they've they've missed two or th- two months now, right? It
2: was mid March. Yeah, yeah, it was mid March. So it's
1: been six weeks now. Um, you know, you're talking about going back to school in like July if you're gonna try to make up any ground. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, uh, opening up restaurants and bars and the other stuff isn't that far behind. really isn't. So, anyways. Uh, this is interesting. Who's been writing Dynamite? I don't know. Tell me, please. Well, according I'll to – P- I'm back. According to – hey, there you are. According to PW Insider, Tony Khan has been the creative lead over at AEW over the past few weeks – Apparently, writing uh, wrestling is a lot easier than you think it is, Larson, because apparently he's been writing the last four weeks of TV on the fly over a span of a few minutes. He's like yeah, Kurt Cobain writing them lyrics in a car. Yeah, man. PW Insider is also reporting that Cody has been serving as Tony's right-hand man when it comes to creative, and sources use the phrase trial by fire to describe the creative process of late. Dude, remember when we would like uh, sit down and try to plot out the uh, you know, uh, We Book Raw? Sometimes you just sit I'm, – I'm, like, busy, like, trying to get an episode up, and you say, all right, hold on a second. We need to get from uh, WrestleMania to Money in the Bank. And, like, 20 minutes later, it's done. Here, Steve. Look at this. Yeah. Okay, cool. What if we move this here this here? Okay, good. We're bookers. Look at that.
2: I mean, I, I in the, the, the exact recap here, courtesy of Wrestling Inc., they use the phrase, a matter of minutes. So, it could be more than a few minutes. But the idea is that it's not taking them very long. Here's the thing about AEW: since there's no promos written, essentially you're just blocking out a show. Right. Yeah. This match between you know this person, this person, X number of minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Cody's there looking things over, say you know and, and talking story beats potentially to have in the match. You know, in theory, that's something you can sit down an hour and do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. talking broad strokes, do you yeah. know. Here's you, yeah, you, he, here's the thing that it seems like, you know, it there's a difference between that and then blocking out 3 months of of programming and mm-hmm. then, you know, somebody gets injured, you know, a month and a half into it and then you got to reconfigure stuff. Yeah. I mean, what WWE, yeah, it's it's it does seem like a process. The WWE way of doing things is crazy though because you got people like all you have like 30 writers all pitching ideas to like Paul Heyman or Bruce Pritchard or whatever, then they have to go to like Vince McMahon. And sometimes writers go straight to Vince McMahon. Sometimes wrestlers go to Vince McMahon. It's just a whole beast. If you have one vision, one guy, or Tony Khan and, you know, Cody guiding his mm-hmm. way, if you have a collaborative mm-hmm. team there, a small, tight team, one two-hour show, and then maybe whoever's doing dark or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that seems a lot more manageable than what they're doing over on Raw, which just seems like, or uh, WWE in general. Um, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what right. look, man, that's what that's what always cracks me up when these wrestlers say, oh, yeah, fans think they know how to book this stuff. It's just telling stories. If you have yeah, a knack yeah. for telling stories, which obviously Tony Khan probably does. It's just characters, man. It's just characters yeah, and it's scenes characters and-, and
2: stories. And, and if you're know, writing wrestling TV, especially is uh, all right, what do we need to do to tell these stories of the course of the next four weeks? Match here, match here uh interview segment match interview segment it's just blocking out it's blocking times blocking uh moments of action essentially mm-hmm. and and then you're not writing promos talent does that yeah you someone say hey uh here's the beats you need to hit it's done you send an email to Mox hey Mox and you need to do a promo about this done he does it he sends it to you 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 air it it's that simple yeah
1: and it really does I mean that's why AEW really does have it's got a free It's got sort of a freer feeling to it, you know?
2: Definitely does. Yeah. More
1: spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think largely it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Feels like it. And sometimes, look, it it, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it falls flat. Sometimes it doesn't. They just throw it out there, and it does what it does.
2: Um, So uh, I think that's part of the medium of pro wrestling, as we've seen historically speaking. If you want to do it kind of the classical sense where you rely on, on the wrestler's to do their jobs and and, and do the, cut their own promos and wrestle their own matches and you not know, to say you can't have producers work with them to make sure story beats are hit um not everything's going to work all the time mm-hmm. but when it works it really works yep. yep yep
1: anyways that's it for news brief thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it till next time we'll talk to you later goodbye